Before tonight's episode, I want to let you know about our supporters feed, Get Sleepy Premium, the best way to experience the show and get a good night's sleep. With Get Sleepy Premium, everything is ad-free. You'll receive a bonus episode every week and have full access to our entire back catalogue. Your support really helps and means so much to us. Simply tap the link in the show notes to learn more. Now, a quick word from our sponsors who make it possible for us to bring you two free episodes each week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Get Sleepy, the podcast where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. I'm Tom, and I'm your host. Thanks so much for being here tonight. TK is back to read this evening's story, where we'll travel to a lighthouse located on a small, peaceful island off the coast of Australia. On our visit, we'll enjoy the natural beauty of the island and meet the lighthouse keeper himself before watching the sunset over the ocean. Make sure you're nice and comfortable in your bed. If you haven't already done so, you can just let your eyes close when you're ready. Before we begin tonight's soothing story, I'd like to invite you to spend the next few moments breathing slowly and calmly whilst you visualize a place that brings you a sense of comfort or peace or contentment. Perhaps all three of those things. Don't feel like you need to force anything. Don't worry if it takes a while for somewhere to come to mind. Just let your imagination take as much time as it wants to naturally picture this scene. It can be anywhere you like. A warm beach you once visited. A scenic vista with mountains all around. Maybe a woodland bursting with the sounds of wildlife. But it can be even simpler than that. Many of us feel deeply relaxed when sitting in our favourite coffee shop, or in our garden at home, or even in your cosy bedroom. The important thing is to just appreciate the delightful sense of tranquility 
you feel in this place. Take note of the things you can see, the sounds you can hear, the smells in the air, perhaps even the taste of food or drink you're enjoying in this place. All of these elements come together enhancing your relaxing experience that is entirely your own. And you can just spend a moment here, feeling cozy and content, allowing the essence of tranquility to wash over you. One deep breath at a time. Now, let your breathing fall back into its natural pattern, and allow the image of your tranquil place to gently fade as you replace it with the vision of a glorious blue sea off the coast of Australia. Golden sunlight beams down as you sit in a motorboat, slowly approaching a small island covered with palm trees and dense vegetation. You can hear the waves lapping against the side of the boat and feel the breeze on your skin as the vessel rumbles across the water. In the distance, you can see the top of a tall white building, the lighthouse of Coral Isle. And this is where our story begins. This small motorboat, called the Fantasy, is moving steadily toward the island. The captain tells you this place is charmingly named Coral Isle. Near shore, he switches off the engine, and the boat slows down. Now that the craft is silent, the waves are quieter too. You can hear them softly lapping against the white fiberglass hull of the boat. When you peer over the edge into the water, you notice gigantic schools of tiny fish. They're moving through the shallows, creating dark, rippling shadows 
over the light brown sand. Looking ahead, you can see the island's small forest of aromatic palms and gum trees. Their leaves flutter in the wind, carrying their soft fragrance to your nose. Rising up through the middle of the canopy is the white lighthouse. The stillness of the building creates a striking contrast to the natural environment where rippling leaves mirror the movement of water. The sound of the rustling trees is like Gentle applause, welcoming you to the island. This stretch of land may be small, but it's beautiful. As you drift closer, you admire the colors of the coastline. The brown sand is visible in the transparent shallows. Further out, the clear water gives way to the greens and blues of the ocean, stretching all the way to the horizon. In the distance, you can see the point where the water meets the pale sky. The boat glides to a stop by the wooden pier. You step up onto the weathered timbers, ready to explore the island. The captain of the fantasy waves goodbye to you. He's going fishing now, but he'll be back to pick you up later in the day. The pier leads you onto a gleaming white beach. This thin strip of sand encircles the whole island. Stepping off the wooden walkway, you cross onto the beach and enter a small clearing. The tall trees offer cool shade. There's a horseshoe of huts and cabins in the clearing, providing a holiday getaway for travelers who plan to spend more time here. You touch the smooth wall of one of the cabins and notice a pattern of tiny grooves it seems to mimic the rolling of the waves offshore. Beyond the main cabin, you see a cluster of leafy trees shielding the base of Coral Isle Lighthouse. This building is the centerpiece of the island and the reason for your visit today. 
But you're curious to explore the rest of the nature here first. Off to one side, you notice a weathered signboard with information about the local wildlife. Scanning it, you learn that the animals that call this island home have been here for generations. Some swam over from the mainland. Others migrated at different times. But over the years, they've created their own animal community here on Coral Isle. As you begin your loop of Coral Isle, you inhale the beautiful scent of the island. You breathe in the aroma of the palm trees and the fresh smell of the salt water. To you, it's the fragrance of a perfect day on the seashore. Your path is slowly curving around the island, and soon the pier vanishes from sight. After walking for a while, you decide it might be nice to go for a quick swim. The far-off reefs protect the island from strong waves, keeping the water near the shore calm and enticing. You take off your shoes and wade in until your legs are submerged. Then you dunk your whole body into the refreshing sea and glide through the cool water. For a while, you float on your back in the gently rippling current. The sunlight is bright and powerful at this time of day, so you close your eyes. You lie still, letting the water cradle you. The cool sea refreshes your back, while the sun warms your face and body. Here, in the sea's embrace, all you can hear is the quiet movement of the water surrounding you. After a few minutes of rest, you feel deeply relaxed and ready to continue your journey. You wade back to shore, put on your shoes, and walk across the sand. You come to a narrow, well-trodden path that winds through the palms and coconut trees. Some fallen fruits 
lie on the ground. You pick up a coconut, noticing the sensation of the stiff hairs rubbing against your hand. It feels full and ripe. You go back to the beach where small rocks sit in haphazard piles. You bring the coconut down on the jagged edge of one of these rocks, breaking it open to release a fountain of juice sparkling in the sunlight. You hold the coconut above you, allowing the juice to rain down into your mouth. The liquid flows easily, and you savor its fresh, sweet taste. When the coconut is empty, you use the rock to crack the shell again. It splits into two perfect halves. Then you break the pieces once more so that there are four crescent moons glowing white on the sand. You pick them up one by one and eat the delicious slices. They're crisp but surprisingly tender and juicy. A sweet, tropical scent wafts into the air. After eating the coconut, you decide to continue walking through the trees. There's a low buzzing sound coming from one of the palms. Before long, you spot the source of the sound. It's a beehive, shaped like a pineapple hanging from the tree. The weight of the beehive causes the palm to lean and creak lightly. You give the beehive a wide berth and continue to walk through the long, reedy grass until you arrive at the beach again. This stretch of sand wraps all the way around the island back to the main pier. You stroll through the sand for a while until you catch sight of the tall stone building that brings the island fame. You finally arrived at Coral Isle Lighthouse. The entrance is open. It's a grand set of double doors painted red. The walls of the lighthouse are perfectly smooth and rounded. About halfway up, there are tall, ledged windows about ten meters high. Above the windows is a viewing deck, and at the very top of the building is a massive light 
covered by a roof that looks small in comparison, almost like a little hat. You take your first steps inside, into the small entrance hall. Above you are windows that let in the sunlight. The building is dominated by a huge spiraling staircase, winding round and round the circular walls. At ground level, the lighthouse is quiet and still. It also feels a bit damp. The walls are thick and sturdy as they have to resist the strong winds. There isn't much in the way of furniture, just two plush chairs. The floor is made up of black and white tiles, while the staircase is painted white and has an ornate wrought iron banister. You begin to walk up this elegant staircase. As you ascend, you hear your footsteps echo through the lighthouse chamber. At the first landing, you stop to catch your breath. You take a deep breath in and then out. Even inside the lighthouse, you can still smell the scent of the ocean, carried by the strong breeze. There's a chair next to the window, so you decide to sit for a moment. You lean back and breathe in deeply gazing at the view from the window. Beyond the row of palm trees, you can see the sparkling blue water of the ocean. After this short rest, you get up, ready to reach the top of the lighthouse. The staircase grows narrower and is illuminated by a ray of glorious sunlight that shines through the windows at the top. At last, you reach the final step. You find yourself in a bright room with sloping walls. One of the walls is decorated with a pretty mosaic, which catches your attention. Moving closer to get a better look at this unusual artwork, you see that it shows a green lizard relaxing in the shade of a coconut tree. Perhaps it's just your imagination but the lizard seems to be smiling. On the other side of the room is an open door 
that leads outside to the viewing deck. You walk through the door and step into the light. The deck is 20 meters above the ground and it feels like you're suspended in the sky. The panorama is breathtaking. The island is surrounded by endless ocean. Near the shore is a coral reef that looks like a dark blue smudge in the otherwise aquamarine water. But the reef only looks dark from a distance. Up close, the coral resembles an underwater rainbow forest with colorful fish of all sizes. Of course, this reef is also why the lighthouse is here. Your gaze drifts from the magnificent view to a sign attached to the railing of the viewing deck. You begin to read. One hundred years ago, Coral Isle wasn't on the map. Few knew it was there until the disappearance of a grand merchant ship Many years later, a search team discovered that the ship had collided with a coral reef. The team was exploring the ocean when someone spotted the hull sticking up out of the water like an iceberg. The ship was near a small island. For many years... The wreck was left untouched by humans. It was taken over by wildlife. Birds, including herons and kites, built their nests in different parts of the ship. Then, one day, the topmost part of the hull sank into the water, and it was completely submerged. Now, the shipwreck is an attraction for divers. It's located near the reef, just off the coast of Coral Isle. As you finish reading the sign, you become aware that someone is standing near you on the viewing deck. You turn around and see a man in a flannel shirt and jeans. He looks friendly and welcoming. He introduces himself as the lighthouse keeper and shakes your hand. You notice the dry, leathery feel of his skin, roughened by the sun and hard work. You're curious to learn about the daily life of a lighthouse keeper and what his job involves. The keeper walks to the other side of the lookout and beckons you to follow him. There's a small steel ladder 
reaching up toward the gigantic light. As you climb up the ladder, you feel powdery rust rubbing off on your fingers. You follow the lighthouse keeper, who has already climbed the twenty rungs to the top. When you reach it too, you see a stone structure which supports the light. Directly below the light is a small doorway. This leads to the keeper's room. He invites you to follow him inside. The ceiling is low, and the room is surprisingly dark. There's a small bed, a battered chest of drawers, and a pile of books. Breathing in, you notice the salty scent that fills the room. The smell of the sea is everywhere. In the muted light, the keeper wanders over to the far side of the room and opens a hatch in the ceiling. The keeper quickly and skillfully scales the ladder hanging down and calls to you to follow him. You climb it behind him and soon find yourself standing right next to the massive light. The collection of light bulbs creates a rippling effect. The sun bounces off the reflective dish behind the twinkling bulbs. You peer into the light and see a beautiful distortion of everything around you like an abstract painting. There are fragmented reflections of your face surrounded by patches of sky and sea. The bulb radiates a dazzling silver light. You sit down in a chair next to the light and watch the keeper wondering what he'll do next. He's fiddling around under the light, twisting wires and using special tools. His work produces a slow, metallic beat. You find yourself breathing in time with the rhythm. For a while, it's almost as if the lighthouse keeper has forgotten you're there. But then he looks up at you and smiles, noticing your interest in his work. Let me tell you how things work around here, he says. His voice is soft and mellow. You listen with interest as he begins to speak. There are two lighthouse keepers, me and Chuck. We stay here for two weeks and then get two weeks at home. 
He'll be coming early tomorrow morning with the boat and the food. We'll spend the day chatting, eating, playing cards. I'll go back to the mainland in the evening. These days, I snooze from about 5 a.m. till midday. Then I swim, cook, and relax. In the afternoon, I do any jobs that need doing. Sunset is beautiful around these parts. You'd better stay for that. And when it's dark, it's showtime. I switch the lights on and open up the travel logs with all the planned voyages. I hop on the radio to see what's going on. I have to make sure everything runs smoothly. And that's what I call a job well done. As you listen to the keeper talk, you gaze out the window. It's nearly sunset. The sun hovers above the water as though it's waiting to dive in. Wispy clouds linger behind it, slowly drifting along the horizon. Glancing at the keeper, you notice that he's hunched over, staring at something on his knees. You walk over to him and see that he's drawing. He's sketching a small parakeet soaring through a group of palm trees. The keeper explains that he usually does a few sketches on each shift as it helps to pass the time. If you'd like, he can show you some of his other work. He goes back down the ladder into his cabin and then resurfaces a minute later clutching two crisp pieces of paper. The drawings are beautiful. One is in black and white, while the other is softly shaded with colored pencils. The colorful picture is atmospheric and expressive. It shows a group of happy tourists sitting at a table outside, enjoying a meal. A vivid orange fish and coconut curry. The captain who brought you here is in the picture, too. He's grinning as he plays the guitar, performing for the holidaymakers. The black and white drawing depicts a sea snake arching its willowy figure as it swims into deeper waters. The excellent detail on the snake's striped body looks familiar. Then you realize you've seen many postcards with drawings in this style at the souvenir kiosks on the mainland. When you mention this to the keeper, he nods happily. 
He says that the drawings are his own. Then he gestures to the window. The sun is setting. Half the sun appears to be resting on the ocean, reflected onto the dazzling water to appear whole. The sky is consumed by the light of the setting sun, transformed into a watercolor of orange and pink. You watch as the sun sinks into the ocean, retreating from sight until all that's left are a few rays. When you look up toward the lighthouse keeper, you're struck by his expression. He's smiling, and small lines crinkle at the edges of his eyes. Maybe he feels grateful for the privilege of enjoying this spectacular view every day. Now that the sun has gone down, it's time for the keeper to carry out his main duty, switching on the light. You feel a sense of anticipation. First, he walks to the back of the light. He tugs four levers to switch on each section of it. Then he reaches down and flips another switch in the mount. The light starts rotating. From up here, you can see the perfect arc of the intense beam. It highlights the coral reef and searches for incoming boats. You realize now that it's probably time for you to be on your way. Perhaps the captain will already be waiting for you at the pier. You shake the lighthouse keeper's hand and thank him for the amazing day. Then you climb down the cool steel ladder and return to the viewing deck. One last time, you take in the panorama, now transformed into a motionless, starry picture. The ocean ripples lazily, and a soft breeze seems to whisper Good night. Next, you return to the stone tower, where the staircase spirals down below. You walk carefully down the long flight of stairs, one step at a time. On your way down, you stop to peer through the little slits in the wall to catch a glimpse of the view. After you leave the lighthouse, 
You head toward the beach to find the captain. The night air smells different somehow. The island's tropical perfume has changed, and you notice a dreamy, earthy smell, the scent of lush vegetation. On the beach, you see that while the captain was waiting, he set up a hammock between two trees and fell asleep. The hammock sways from side to side, like the movements of the boat tied to the jetty. He looks so peaceful resting here that you don't want to disturb him. Perhaps you'll have a short rest too before you travel back to the mainland. You lie on the cool, soft sand, gazing at the stars. The beam from the lighthouse moves in a periodic swoop above you. The movement of the light is hypnotic. Back and forth, across the sky, across the stars. You close your eyes and take a deep, relaxed breath in. And then exhale. It's time to rest now and dream about this perfect day.